Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. G'day, welcome to Better Make It Quick. I'm Washi Ginsberg. Thanks for being here. It's Wednesday. It's the 13th of April, 2022. And if this is the first time you've ever listened to the show, well, thanks for being here. This is Better Than Yesterday. It's a show that is here to make your day better than yesterday. Does what it says on the box. That is a guarantee. How do we do that? Well, it's pretty simple. We have conversations with leading minds from around Australia and around the world to bring, I guess, new thoughts, fresh ideas, and hopefully plug the gaps in your newsfeed and whatever we learned at school. And all of it is to help you feel Better than yesterday. Something you hear on this show and every show will absolutely do that. Uh, there are shows going all the way back to 2013. I've been here every week since then. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to be here with you. Tomorrow night in Australia, a Thursday night, I'm on Q&A. Fucking hell. So I'm doing heaps of homework. If you've never listened to the show, who am I? I'm Osher. I'm a TV host. I'm an author. I'm a podcaster. I'm a dad. I'm a stepdad. I'm um, uh, someone who's got a different brain. I have OCD and a... Uh, generalized anxiety disorder. Both of them are treated. I do treat them and I take them seriously. And yeah, so far things are okay. Sometimes they're not, but that's what I talk about on Fridays. <laughs> so you can join me then. Mondays and Wednesdays, I'm here with the guest and, and Fridays, I'm here with you. Now, Wednesday shows, uh, really, I'm really digging them. Bree, who works here on the research and production support, Bree has been going through the back catalogs and finding episodes that she really into. And today we're going to have a little quick listen to an episode from 2016 with Carly Finlay. Carly is a speaker, a writer, an appearance activist. Carly has an order of Australia. She was voted one of Australia's most influential people in 2014. And Carly writes regularly on disability and appearance diversity and is also an access and inclusion advocate. Carly joined me in 2016. We were in a hotel room. I was down there for a board meeting and, um, I'll do some work. I can't remember what I was down there for, but she came and joined me. It was great. She's brilliant. She's a very intelligent. She's a very kind person. She was very interesting and, and wonderful to talk to. Carly has a condition called ichthyosis, which is a, a rare genetic disorder that affects her skin and, and hair. And I wanted to know what it was like for Carly to grow up in a town of, I guess, about 200 people, uh, a little way out uh, from Albury, Wodonga. <laughs> had to get out of there. Yeah. It was so, for me, it was pretty small-minded, like looking different, having a multicultural family. It was pretty small-minded. I went to school in Albury, to high school in Albury. Again, that was pretty small-minded. 
Yeah, but I just had to, like, it just wasn't for me. No, no. bands came. But you came to Aubrey. Do you remember? You came to Aubrey with the Channel V bus. And, yeah, we did. And I went to see Lash and you were there with um, Super Mercado. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was one of the first tours we did when Super yeah. was still with us. That would have been like 2001. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so, yeah. yeah. It was a long mm. time. I had this really ridiculous hat, blonde hair. <laughs> It was weird. I think you'd cut your hair by then. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I had. Mm. So multicultural family. Yeah. What's my, going on? My mum is from South Africa, so she's a coloured South African, and my dad is from England. Right. He's a white Englishman. So they had to come to Australia to get married because yeah. they couldn't in the 80s. Yeah, wow. So, so you, your mum managed to get out okay? Yeah, both of them came together in 1981. I think my dad just said, oh, we're getting married, we're going to Australia. Right. Mum had no, <laughs> you know, like no choice, I guess, if she had to get, if she wanted to get married, she yeah. had to come to Australia. Yeah. So but, um, there's a, a TV host by the name of Trevor Noah who hosts the Daily yeah, Show. Yeah, tells I've a, seen him. Tells a wild story about his mum and dad um, basically operating in a clandestine yep. relationship yep, because that, it was just illegal for them to be together. That's what it was like for my parents. And um, mum and dad told me that they're in Cape Town when they met. I, I think they met at a party. And um, one day my my, my dad used to live over um, some rocks in Cape Town, like over the, the sea, and there was a police a policeman come to the house, come to the flat, and mum had to hide on the balcony and the only way down was, you know, over the rocks. Um, someone had hit his car and that's why they were there. They weren't there to get, uh-huh. to get her, but if they had seen her, then she would have been jailed. Isn't that mind-blowing that in our lifetimes, there's people that we know, people yeah. that you know intimately. Mm, exactly. Who were dictated to by the state, who I they couldn't couldn't it. be with. I can't fathom it. And, you know, now, you know, my parents are in their 60s and they haven't always been, I guess, as progressive as they are now, or certainly I've not seen it. But now mum's all for same-sex marriage rights and, you know, refugee rights and that. It's yeah. really great to see because I guess, you know, they've experienced that firsthand. And I say, you know, that the song Original Sin by In Excess was written, written for them. Oh, right. <laughs> because, you know, it's dream right. on black girl, dream on white boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, and, you and I have, have known each other over Twitter. Yeah. We started talking over Twitter. Because and, of your uh, podcast. And you listen to the podcast. I'm so grateful you can be Listened on it to episode today. one. Episode thank one. Thank you. I probably haven't listened to every single one, but I've listened to a fair few. Oh, that's So thank uh, you. Oh, no. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so that's, excited. I'm oh. such a fangirl. And can I just say, like, I used to watch Channel V when I was young. Right. When I was... I don't know, what, 15, 16. My dad got, went when it was red then. Yeah, back, wow. Back when it was red. He got it for the British soccer. Mm-hmm. So it would often just be having a compromise if I could watch Channel V if the soccer wasn't on. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'd watch it in between uni. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like uni and work and I'd, I'd love it. And I, I, you know, grew up on that and it was so good. We started uh, conversing yeah. over Twitter and you wanted to come on the show and you yeah. said, I want to talk about people I guess the word is people who look different. Yeah, appearance diversity. P- appearance diversity. Mm-hmm. So this is, as a podcast, how would you describe your appearance? I'm red. People tell me I look sunburnt. Yeah, just red. Probably walk a bit stiff because I'm sore. Yeah. And and why are you red and why are you sore? I have a skin condition called ichthyosis. I was born with it. And there's no cure. I'm okay with that. I'm not looking for a cure. And it's a genetic condition. So my parents who, you know, came from South Africa and England had no idea who they were, who each other were before they met. And then they had this gene, which they didn't know they had until I was born. And 
here I am. And what what does ichthyosis do? Oh, it's just it's a bit shit really sometimes. Yeah. Um, my form of ichthyosis is on the severe end. So there's 24 types and I have a type called Netherton syndrome and it's on the severe scale. So the most severe scale is harlequin ichthyosis, which can be fatal and mine can be too. Wow. So mine means that um, I'm red and scaly on all over. My face is the reddest because it's exposed to the elements, mm. um, but it's certainly not the sorest part of my body at the moment. I'm really sore on my legs and my arms and it means that my body, so your body would shed um, skin once every 28 days. So my body sheds that skin in one day. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So it's just working over time and, you know, like I'm constantly, my body's constantly doing things to keep up with the skin. I don't really know the technical terms for it, but there's a protein missing and that means that my hair is also affected. So I've got a lot of hair for someone with ichthyosis, but a lot of people don't have hair. Yeah. One good thing, I don't have any body hair, which is great. Saves me money. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's not bad. Like I'm not dying with it, but at the moment I'm a little bit miserable because I've just had four weeks of amazing skin because I was overseas and I've come back to feeling really sore and miserable and thinking I could do it all. Carly's truly a remarkable woman. Certainly not a person to shy away from life. Carly first started writing online. She created a blog, if you can remember what those things were. And the internet and I guess social media, it can be quite a fraught place for most of us. But for Carly, it's different. I asked her what her experience was like online. My photo in 2013 was misused, as I feared it would be. Mm. You know, back then, my reason for not putting my photo up, it had come true. I woke up to about 500 comments on Reddit. Um, I actually woke up to a lot of a lot of traffic to my blog, rather, yeah. and then I clicked over to Reddit. There was 500 comments on the What the Fuck forum, just, like, ridiculing me. Oh. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a weird feeling. Like, I didn't really think of... It didn't really, like, hit me or make me cry or anything like that. It wasn't, like, it didn't devastate me. I wasn't in tears. But I wrote about it on Facebook and then I took that that I wrote on Facebook and I modified it and I responded to those Reddit people, like, just posted straight in the forum, like, yeah, this is me, this is who I am and I have ichthyosis and this is what it means. That directed them back to my blog and I said, you know, while you were making fun of a stranger on the internet. I was out the night before seeing my most favourite band ever mm. and I'm now, you know, like spent the night with my boyfriend and you were making fun of a stranger on the internet. Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that changed the conversation around like a whole lot. So then um, people were like, wow, thanks. Thanks for explaining. We've learned something. I wrote about it on my blog that night after work. And the next morning, I got tweets from CNN to say, can we tell your story? I'm like, what? This is crazy. So it went viral. The next day at work, I, you know, I, I was really mindful to keep my work. Back then, I was a public servant. So mindful to keep my work and my writing life separate. But I was getting calls from the Daily Mail, Mamma Mia, News Limited to have my story told. And I wrote a few pieces for those places. And then I think by the that night, my, I had like 80,000 hits on my blog wow. and I'd get that in a month. So it was, you know, a huge amount of attention. And my friend texted me going, Charlie Pickering's talking about you on the project tonight. Like, <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> I'd met him a couple of months prior. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah. So I managed to turn that conversation around, which was amazing. Yeah. You mm. talked about self-love. Yeah. Everybody listening yeah. has looked in the mirror probably <laughs> in the last 24 hours and gone... I can't stand this about my body. Mm. 
What have you learned about self-love? Oh, that you just got to love yourself. You just got to not worry about how society tells you how to look. And I was thinking about it a while, like a few years ago, and so many people assume that I wouldn't be confident with how I look or or even to the point where that I might make them uncomfortable, like to the point of not being in selfies with people because they're a bit worried about what their followers might think, you know, that kind of superficial bullshit. But, you know, one of the things that I really believe is you've got to look the world in the eye when they're not comfortable looking you in the eye. So, you know, if people are staring at me down the street and quickly look away, I'll look at them. I'll go, hey, how you going? Or, you right? give them an up nod and that really makes them feel uncomfortable my husband probably notices it more than me yeah like <laughs> the other day we were in a shopping center and there was a group of people tourists like this is in melbourne not overseas and they took their glasses off to have a look and so he just stands there like you know like looking at them back and I just couldn't stop laughing that they had just made such a point to stare yeah yeah I didn't notice it much when we were overseas and um, I said to him I haven't really noticed like I got a couple of comments but maybe three people are pretty polite especially in England I didn't know the language in the other countries so can't really deal with them that way but um Adam's like oh yeah I've noticed I've noticed the stares yeah so I don't yeah I don't notice it just goes over my head was there a point in your life when there was anger about? Mm, yeah, just I just wanted to look like everyone else or to be like everyone else. But, you know, I used to I used to wear my mum's makeup and stuff, you know, practice with that. And I just thought, like thinking back to it, why? Like I'm, not, I'm really okay with how I am now. Why would I want to change myself? Because that only made my skin worse, you know, dabbling in that. Yeah, I think maybe when I was about 15, 16, a lot of my hair fell out and I was very self-conscious about that. But, yeah. But um, I don't remember when the turning point was. Like I just, I just thought I've got to just get on with it and have a really great life and just be really comfortable with who I am or else it's going to drag me down. And that is truly something that every one of us needs to remember. We have to be comfortable with who we are or life is going to be a lot less fun, a lot less fun. Some great wisdom there from Carly that I hope I can take from here and and you can as well to be honest we'll have more from Carly in just a moment you might hear an ad or two you might just hear some music see you on the other side of it planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Today we're speaking with Carly Finlay. She has a condition that affects her skin, her hair, her appearance. I don't want us to know what it was like when she first entered the workforce? When I first started work, when I was at school, I worked at Kmart for 
four years. My mum and dad wanted me to get a job, but they didn't expect me to get one so quick when I was at school. So I did it in the last half of year 12. It was fantastic. It taught me how to deal with people in a professional way. You know, they'd ask me about my skin and I'd have to say I was born like this. That was my standard answer and that still is my standard answer. And then um, I would be able to say, if they were so rude, I would say, I don't want to be, I don't want to serve you and could pass them on to my colleague, which was good. Um, That was really empowering at that that age, you know, eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, be a kid. Yeah, and you're not a very tall person. No. So you're this this small so girl. I had that power to say, you know, you've been really rude, and I, I don't feel comfortable serving you. And I, that only happened a few times. Um, but that was that was amazing because I just met so many friends. I was treated in a you know a really professional way, and yeah. you know I've still got those friends today. So I, I worked there for four years, and then I started working for um, the public service. So I've been been there for 13 years and only recently have I taken up another job so I can do my own writing and speaking and I've got a now part-time job with a not-for-profit. All right, so you so left the public service? I've taken a year's leave with that pay. All right. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't all been easy, but in terms of very supportive atmosphere for me to be able to take medical appointments, to go into hospital, I could purchase extra leave so I wouldn't run out of sick leave. Uh-huh. But there has been times where I feel that my appearance and also my um, passion for equality <laughs> and my vocalness about that has held me back. Right. Yeah. When you look at mainstream culture, mm-hmm. what do you want mainstream culture to know about why diversity is important, particularly uh, appearance diversity? Yeah, that representation matters. I don't know whether you saw that little YouTube video of that little girl who had a um, prosthetic leg and she opened a present from her mother, which was a doll with a prosthetic leg. And she was just crying happy tears for the whole video. And to see her represented must have meant so much. Like to see her represented in that kind of brand product culture must have meant so much because she's never had a doll like hers before. Um, For me, as a kid, as someone that wanted that ichthyosis meat when I was little, not knowing that anyone else out there existed, I would have just loved to have seen someone else on the news or, or you know, on TV that looked different, that had red skin or, or even, you know, in a wheelchair or with a different type of disability because that really does matter, but it matters how they're portrayed as well. What is it about humans that we feel better when we see that we're not the only person that looks like we do. I think it's a relief and, um, you know, there's so many people I will talk to with different types of diversity where we just get it, like we get the people that ask us silly questions or the intrusive intrusive questions or the discrimination, we get it. I think we don't feel as alone. A lot of people with ichthyosis look the same as well um, and that's a genetic trait. So it's like we all look like one family. I recently, when I was overseas, I met four people with the condition and two of those looked exactly like Like facial structure? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was great. It was just so, and we just... You know, we're talking like we'd known each other for years. Yeah, that's fascinating. And we had. We've known each other online for years. But, yeah. yeah, when we met in person. So our facial structure is very, very similar. And um, my geneticist who I interviewed for an article last year told me that it's uh, it's very common for people with ichthyosis to have the similar, like, high forehead and um, receding hairline and bone oh. structure. Yeah. It's like we're all one big family. Isn't that interesting that, you know, you talk about the Instagram curated life. Yeah. But I find there's so much... Uh, particularly when it comes to beauty standards mm-hmm. on, on Instagram, I find there's a lot of homogeneity. But all these people going so out of their way yeah. to I want to look different 
but they look the same. But yet, yet <laughs> within ourselves, deep within ourselves, is this desire to see someone that looks like us. Mm, yeah. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Well, I really make a point of using hashtags on Instagram to make sure that brands see that I wear their clothes and that's not to get free clothes at all. It's just to let them know that there's diverse people, you know, wearing their clothes. Mm. But also for when people are scrolling through and they've got a condition themselves, you know, maybe chronic pain or ichthyosis to say, oh, there's someone like me. And I get lots of people um, message me to say, hey, I just found your Instagram or just found your Facebook because yeah. I put myself out there. And and I've had people in their 50s and 60s to say to me that until they saw what I wrote, they thought that they were the only one with this condition because there was yeah. no one out there when they were younger. So, you know, and even to give parents hope that their children can lead an, a positive, fulfilled adult life. Yeah. You've obviously had an experience in your life where you've met probably hundreds, if not thousands of people have met you and not known what to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's people listening right now mm-hmm. who, whether they meet someone who has one arm smaller than the other, who's missing an eyeball, who's got one leg in a wheelchair, da, da, da. Yeah. Only because just through their daily life, they just don't meet, you know, these kind of people every day. Mm. What do you wish people would say when they first meet someone that looks different? Hello. <laughs> because so many times people launch into what happened to you. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Can you have sex? It's just really intrusive questions. So hello is a really great way to start. And then maybe how's your day going? And then maybe can I ask you? Or I hope you don't mind me asking you or tell me if I'm offending you, but, and then maybe, um, you know, what condition do you have? I don't mind if they ask me in a nice way and, uh, you know, I'm fairly happy to go What's a nice way to ask? Hello. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Is it okay if I ask or, um, you know, I hope you don't mind me asking, but not launching straight into why do you look like that Uh or, you know, oh, my God, look at you or you look hideous or something like that because those things have been said to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, hello hello is a really good start because so many people just forget their manners, I think. Yeah. And also to know that if we don't want to discuss why we look the way that we do, be okay with that. Like, don't be offended. Don't think, oh, you're so rude. Mm. Because chances are if you've asked me, five other people have asked me prior. Yeah, just say hello. Great words of advice. Thank you so much, Carly. Carly Finlay's book is called Say Hello, her memoir. It's absolutely brilliant. If you want to hear the full conversation, scroll back through the podcast feed, look for Carly Finlay, and uh, she's fantastic to listen to. She's great to talk to. And the way she explains things is very... Very easy and very approachable and informative, very enlightening. Again, on Thursday night, I'm on Q&A, which is a show on the ABC, and um, I'm on with some pretty heavy hitters. So I'm doing a lot of homework because you don't want to bring a knife to a gunfight, but I'd love your support around that. Uh, if you want to check it out, uh, I'd love to hear that. And there are ad-free episodes of the show. In fact, there are also video episodes of the show, both of which are available at patreon.com. So if you go to patreon.com slash osher, O-S-H-E-R, and you can search me there now. There's a lot of people tried to search me and they couldn't find me. I was flagged as a not safe for work adult site. And I, I don't quite recall getting my wang out on a podcast, uh, but for some reason they flagged me as an NSFW, but that's unflagged now. So I'll turn up in a search. So if you just search osher, O-S-H-E-R, I'm the second one down. Or just go patreon.com slash osher. You can find me there. And like I said, there's ad-free episodes and there's also video episodes. There's a couple of tiers there. I'd really appreciate your support there. See you on Friday to have a quick chat and then Monday uh, with a brand new guest. Uh, Amazing guest. We're going to get right stuck into um, 
the incredible heritage and wealth of knowledge that remains unlocked in the general public, at least, of Indigenous Australian spirituality and a way of looking at the world that you may not have otherwise considered. And it's, it's extraordinary with Dr. Paul Callahan. It's going to be great. I can't wait to get your ears around that. But I'll see you back here on Friday. Until then, thanks heaps to Andy Ma for cutting this episode, Bruce Deal on research, and Rachel Barrett, executive producing everything, and of course, Toehider on the music. Until we speak Friday, sleep well, dream of beautiful things. 